chewing. We're home. Welcome to And Why Not, the movie podcast for the nerds who haunt themselves. I'm Stuart Marine, and each episode I'm joined by a guest to talk about a movie they love and see where the conversation takes us from there. If you're a regular listener, thank you and welcome back to the show. And if you join us for the first time, welcome to the show and thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed the film talk and, as always, and if you feel like doing so, you can keep the conversation going in the comments on our socials, in the And Why Not Facebook group, or wherever you see this episode posted. For this episode, I'm joined again by Pav from the Top 10 of Anything podcast to discuss the 2015 Star Wars sequel, The Force Awakens. And now, with an advance warning on spoilers for The Force Awakens, Screen 2, Boba Fett, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. And all that introduction stuff out of the way, let's roll the trailer. Who are you? I'm no one. How are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. I am ticking on, thank you. Good. Uh, how, how was your Christmas and New Year? It was all right, apart from the flu and the <laughs> bugs and uh, um, cold and all of that kind of... It was very squishy and very squashy. And uh, uh, But apart from that, it was nice. It was quiet. Um, but yeah, yourself? Uh, yeah, much the same. Uh, caught COVID before Christmas. Wonderful. Well, caught COVID. It always seems like, you know, I went out yeah, looking it for like, it. It was like it was, it was, you should get a medal for it. Yeah. I caught it. I won. Yeah. Well done, young man. I got it last year before Christmas, but I didn't feel anything. So I, but I had to self isolate because obviously you had to self isolate then. That's so right. Yeah. Really, I hate being off work sick anyway. I was pulling my fucking hair, <laughs> just watching Christmas movies. And I mean, it's quite nice on the one end because I could spend it with the kids, but yeah. 
had a proper Christmas run, but then this year properly kicked me in the bollocks. Mm. It's like it ran out from nowhere and just fucking <laughs> drop kicked me in the balls. <laughs> yeah, we we all caught it. Well, my wife and I caught it Christmas last year, and we've touched wood. We've um we've not had it since, but like I say, we had. I mean, my wife had strep A. Yeah. Um. Uh. While we was in Disneyland Paris, which was a load of fun. Yeah. <clears throat> we've been waiting so long for the for the trip, and then for Plus my wife, Disney at Christmas is magical as well. That's not, it is, that's it, not it, the it present was, you want to bring home. Is no, it? no. We were there for three days, and for a day and a half, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, then we went to the um Ratatouille restaurant, which was not good at all. Yeah, really. It, See, no, I, 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 we walked past it the last couple of times we were there. We we're kind of like, oh, it's like, can't be asked to be honest, because <laughs> it was lit- not long open, so it was a massive yeah. queue. It looks lovely. It's a great idea as a theme restaurant, but the food wasn't very good. The service, considering it's Disney, wasn't very good, um, and everything sort of went downhill from then. From after that, probably all so. prepared by rats, though, isn't it? I mean, probably they're, they're committed to a bit at Disney. <laughs> probably, it probably is. But yeah, but apart from that, yeah, it was it was okay. We had a three-hour delay on the Eurostar coming home. Um, uh, had a bit of a to do with our minibus driver coming home. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was just so stressful coming back, and then and then we just we, we were all feeling ill as well. So it it wasn't a good start. I still love the sound it makes when they do an announcement. It's the bit of that. Dave Gilmore song, isn't it? The Dave Gilmore song. I wouldn't know. The, the little tune they play before they do an announcement stays with me for weeks after we've been to Disney. Really, I never noticed. <laughs> Honestly, never know. What? I'll, at the, at I'll the, find the, the audio the clip station. and send it at the station okay. itself. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when they're letting you know your trains arriving or something. <laughs> Dave Gilmore. I didn't realize that. I'm sure it's Dave Gilmore. It's one of the Pink Floyd guys. It's like. The little bit that's an intro to his song. I'll find the clip and I'll um send you the audio clip later. Does it go bing bong? We don't need no education. <laughs> the following train will be three hours late. <laughs> bing bong. Because you didn't get an education, you break. Because you didn't get exactly, exactly. So right, the first time we went, somebody threw themselves in front of a train. So we were sat in a you know on the railway tracks in the pretty much in the middle of a field in France, waiting oh for hours. God, it's like a magical place. <laughs> Great ones we were there, though. Like I say, you're a Disney at Christmas, though. It's lovely. Proper old-fashioned movie Christmas, isn't it? Absolutely. I get very emotional about that because it would start... You can hear, I think, Father Christmas's voice and then it starts snowing and the music is playing. It's just... It is magical, but it's it's better when all of the party are, like, fully fit. Yeah. It makes it so much more fun. But uh, Yeah, yeah. last time we went, they did the um, projection on the castle and the firework display. Yeah, and they yeah. had an awesome Star Wars one, which brings us nicely on. Oh, Steve, what a, what a pro! Steve. What a pro! <laughs> I'd, I'd be more of a pro if I didn't point out the segues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have just let it ride. You should have just let it ride. But, but yeah, this this one's going to be an interesting one because this is the first time outside of actually, I think even with the specials, I've like you know kind of enjoyed them. But a guest has picked a film that I'm not really a fan of. Okay, so I'll get that out of the way now. But that's fair enough. I'm not going to be one of those dicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> the the online anti Kathleen Kennedy Star we'll, Wars. We'll get into that. Guys, we'll get into that. Don't we will. Worry. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the Force Awakens. So a little bit of info on the film it was written by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arden, based on characters created by George Lucas and directed by J.J. Abrams. 
starring they put everybody's name on the poster by the looks but harrison ford mark hamill carrie fisher mark hamill getting second billing yeah he's got yeah. an amazing agent we'll get to that as well <laughs> adam driver daisy ridley john boyega oscar isaac lupita nyongo andy circus donald gleason anthony daniels peter mayhew and max von Sydow. Uh, released in cinemas on the 14th of December 2015 in the US and the 17th of December 2015 in the UK. Grossed two billion dollars uh, worldwide on an estimated budget of $245 million. Uh, obviously, it was released in 2015, so there's no Roger Ebert or Barry Norman review. Um, but just to give context of the time, Helen O'Hara gave the film four stars out of five in Empire Magazine, and Jamie Graham gave the film five stars out of five in Total Film. To be fair, looking, I struggled to find like you know a balancing negative review. Um, even if you go on Letterbox, they're either middling or the negative reviews that you do look at are like the people that like, oh, Star Wars went woke and blah 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 blah. It's a fuck off now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and there's my cutting down on swearing for the year gone right out the <laughs> um but yeah i mean so say so you picked this one i did you know it is it's a film you love so what are your memories of first seeing it right so just for a little bit of context as a, someone who's been a star wars fan for what would it be now so since 1978, because I think Star Wars originally came out in this country in 78. Yeah, we got about a year later. Yeah, we? we got it. Yeah, back in the day when like movies would open in America and then we'd get them six months, eight months, a year later. Um, so since I've been nine years old, so 40, 44 years I've been a Star Wars fan. And then when the, when the prequels came out and George Lucas said it's going to be six episodes, you know, I want it to be the, 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 Technology is here now that I can make episodes one, two, and three. Fantastic. When they first came out, thought they were the greatest thing ever. And then within time, you sort of realize that actually someone maybe should have been a script supervisor just to be, just to make a pass on the scripts. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, it's widely regarded that I think Lucas was surrounded by, well, he had a yes man instead of a, uh, this is cool, George, but what about? Exactly. Exactly. And I think when you look at it, I mean, I can remember coming out of um, The Phantom Menace, watching it the first time at like 11 o'clock in the morning and going, that is the greatest film I have ever seen. That is three times. (laughs) Yeah. And it was and it got to the point that that every every movie as it came out. And I think it was that was the start of like the trailer making you think of what the movie was going to be yeah. before the movie was what it was. If that makes any sense. I don't think it does. Yeah, no, I, I had a full-on in-depth dream about Revenge of the Sith after watching the trailer that night, and it was like the entire movie played it in my head. Nothing yeah. like the actual movie. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that, and, and Marvel are great at doing that now. Star Wars are great at doing that now, with whether it's a TV show or a movie. So when Disney bought Lucasfilm... And then they started saying they're going to make more Star Wars movies. I was, I thought, well, this is something that I never thought I was going to see in my lifetime. I never thought they were going to make another Star Wars film because it was George Lucas's baby. It didn't seem like he wanted to do any more. From the very first moment of watching that very first trailer for The Force Awakens, I had some kind of... Now, I'm not religious. I have no religious affiliation at all. It's the nearest thing I've had to a religious experience in how it made me feel. And it's very hard to put into words now how I feel, mainly because, and not necessarily The Last Jedi, 
but definitely the rise of Skywalker made me, I'll put it in a religious context, made me question my faith in Star Wars, which I've never, I'd never ever done before. In all the years that I've watched different kinds of Star Wars things, I've loved Star Wars like it's a religion. Yeah. I just, I, I have, it's not just, oh, you know, you see a good film, I like The Greatest Showman, I love that film, like, which is what I did on, on yeah. the episode previous. But with Star Wars, it's different. It's, it's in my DNA. It's ingrained in me. It, it, everything I'm surrounded by is Star Wars. If somebody who only knows a little bit about movies on Facebook or anybody that knows me, if they see something Star Wars, they will link me in it. Because the first thing, and I've heard people say this to me, as soon as I see Star Wars, I think of you. And I'm not a massive um, knowledgeable fan. I don't watch everything that Star Wars. I like the Clone Wars, I can give or take. A lot of the cartoon stuff I can give or take. But the, the Skywalker saga is something for me that I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's such a, a thing that I've grown up with since I was eight years old. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that thing of yearning back to being a child. I think that's what it is. I think I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like back to a simpler time when having five pounds felt like you would be you were the richest person in the world. When wondering, you could buy five Star Wars figures with yeah, five pounds. <laughs> exactly. Wondering what you're gonna spend. I've got five pounds. What am I gonna spend that on? The, the you know, the, the possibilities were endless with yeah. five pounds. Um so when the the first trailer for The Force Awakens came out and the reveal in that one was the Millennium Falcon. That was the big, oh my God, look, it's the Millennium Falcon. And there's been so many memes of all these people that look just like me and look just like you that, that are there doing trailer reactions and going, oh my God, it's the Millennium Falcon. And there are people crying. I had that exact same feeling because it was something for me that I never thought I'd see on the, the big screen again. Yeah. I watched The Force Awakens three times in the first 24 hours. So I watched the midnight show in, uh, then I had the day off work the following day and I went and saw it again, I think sort of like the two o'clock show in, and then I watched it again, nighttime. I watched it 13 times altogether in the cinema. You didn't like it then. So it was the, it was the thing <laughs> I was finding anybody, anybody that would come with me. So I, my, all my kids wanted to see it. So I decided to take them one by one. So that I could go and see it more than once, rather than taking them all at the same time. That's ridiculous. I can, you're and then you're my favourite. You're coming first. Exactly. But then it was like um, Loz, who was uh, the, our co-host and has done podcasts with us before. I said, do you want to go and see Star Wars? They went, yeah, okay. So I took Loz as well. I don't know what my wife thought about that, but I took her as well. Anybody. I was grabbing people off the street. Have you seen Force Awakens yet? No. Come with me. Come on. It's fantastic. And the religious experience of one of the greatest moments of star wars is that split second or couple of seconds when it says a long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far far away then there's that split second and then it does that first duh chord i can remember every time i watched it in the cinema at that moment i closed my eyes like i was coming <laughs> it's like i was having an orgasm just waiting for that that moment and it's just weird i mean no, my, just... my first note when I, the film came on is no matter what follows it, that Star Wars opening always hits the spot. It always does. It always does. And the, and the weird thing was, is because they were saying that because it was now Disney, it wasn't going to be 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Star, the, the Star Wars, the start of a Star Wars movie never used to be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It used to be, dum -dum, 
Which now they unfox. I really wish they'd go back and put that back on it. I know, I know, and they should do. That's the thing they should do. Because it's it's and it, I can remember everyone sort of going, Oh my god, I think it was Rogue One was yeah. the one that they were going, Oh my god, what are they gonna do to start it with? And in the end, I think it just starts with a duh. Yeah. And it just and it just isn't the same. As much as I love Rogue One, I think Rogue One's a great yeah. movie as well. Um but the first time I watched it, again, I think with any movie, the first time you watch it, you're not really taking it in. It's all so visceral and stuff is going on and you're, you're, you're getting images and parts of it were spoiled for me for, I think it was making Star Wars, the podcast. They'd got right. a, they'd got a, a leaked script and they were going through little points of the script. And I can remember, because I used to listen to it like every time there was a new episode. And it wasn't until I was like halfway through it, I thought, they're going to tell me the whole fucking movie here. I need to I need to not listen. So some of the stuff that I was watching going, I sort of knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. But the the rest of it, the spoilers, <laughs> we need yeah, to say. <laughs> the, 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 the spoiler warnings all over. Yeah. I assume people listening have seen the film. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as with any good movie, there's always questions you can ask about, you know, certain things, the the design of whatever. Um, but Han Solo being killed by his son is one of the most gut wrenching moments. Uh, why there are no handrails on that bridge, I will still never know. I mean, the, the person that designed that part of of um, the Star Killer base is just fucking. Where's your health and safety? There's no handrails there at all. It's just crazy. Um, but I found, I mean, that was emotional enough, but the, the moment when Ray at the end is offering Luke the lightsaber to me, that, that is just, I was, I was bawling every single time in the cinema and I knew obviously the 13th time I knew what was coming, but the music swelling, the John Williams music and the look on Daisy Ridley's face. And I think that I don't think there's anybody that can cry on film as well as Daisy Ridley. And to be fair, yeah, she, she does it with like all her face, doesn't all she? of her face, but she has a lot of crying to do in all the whole trilogy. Basically. Yeah. So like all she does is, is cry like a bitch. <laughs> and I don't mean to be NPC about that. I mean, like in, in, no, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> in the crying sense, not in a woman's sense, but I don't know. It is a soft reboot of star Wars. I can see that. Um, that criticism i can see that criticism i don't think it's a, it's an a, absolute remake i just i just don't but there is something magical in that movie for me and yeah. the fact that it was um like you can you can tell when peter mayhew is in the costume and when uh, i can't remember the other guy's name jonas jonas suetomo yeah. something yeah. like that um he's a lovely man <laughs> yeah, and I've seen I've seen him on the Star Wars celebration. And he looks like he's absolutely loving the fact that he's Chewy. Yeah, but when when they're sat in the cockpit, you can tell that it's Peter Mayhew. Just the way that he cocks his head and and looks, and that's beautiful. The fact that he could he did that before he could die before he died. Yeah, but overall, for me, it's it's just such a shame. It's such a shame that Disney didn't go the same way that they did with Marvel and have somebody to overlook John Favreau, whoever you wanted. Yeah. It, to it overlook needed, the whole thing. It needed somebody with a plan. Yeah. 
It, ne- um, it just needed basic even if you don't common stick sense. To the plan, because everybody always says about, because people always say, you know, say what you like about the prequels. George Lucas had a plan. Everyone's like, well, no, because I think you'll find he changed this. It's like, yeah, but he still had a plan. He may have altered things, but he, he had, still had a plan. He has something in a binder that he started he knew where back he was in going 1970s. To. Yeah, so he knew if it was going to be nine movies, he knew the start and he knew the end. Even if it was just for this trilogy. It's a sequel trilogy, so know where the start of the trilogy is going to be and know where the end of the trilogy is going to be. Yeah, do what you like. Work out, work out the crap in the middle. Don't just give J.J. Abrams this movie and then give somebody who's so single-minded of vision like Ryan Johnson and tell them, right, tell you go off and do what you want to do. So then he's going to completely throw away everything that J.J. and um, who else was it? I forgot. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan and Michael Arndt. What they've sorted and, and I've, I've equated this so many times. You remember that childhood game? You'd have a strip of paper yeah. and then you draw a head on it and then you fold it up and pass it to someone else. And then they would draw a body, pass it to someone else and they would draw the legs. And then you'd open it up and there'd be this hideous monster. Yeah. That's what they did to the sequel yeah. trilogy. They never had a plan. All they did is leave a little two lines for the neck for the next person to draw the body. And Ryan Johnson drew a body that had nothing to do with the, the head that had already been drawn. And then J.J. Abrams had to come in and try and draw something to make for the legs to make it look like something. Yeah, because I like terrible Johnson, analogy. But it's yeah, it, it does come across as a petulant charm. Because like, I don't like what you did, so I'm going to throw it all away. I know, and it didn't make any sense why to do that. As much as there are great parts of the Last Jedi, as a, as a single movie, you, yeah, I, as it's a standalone film, the Last Jedi is a really interesting movie. It's I, there's, really interesting. Again, there's elements of it I do not like at all. No, um, I don't like the direction they went with Luke. But if you're watching it as that is the only Star Wars movie, it's a really interesting flick. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll talk more about sequels later. I'm try and keep it focused on The Force Awakens because mm-hmm. it's easy to sort of judge it with what came after. And I don't think. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. And what came before. sort of so people have got an idea. Where does it fall in your Star Wars ranking? You know what? I was trying to think. We we've actually done a top ten. I, I of, know. I listened to it. I was... Yeah, of Star Wars things. I think it was, and I think at the start of it, we did rank our top ten Star Wars movies. And if I'm, if I'm, if I remember correctly, I think it was number four or five in my top ten. So I think the original trilogy was one, two, and three. And yeah, I've, that sounds. I, I think, it's been a while since I listened to that episode, but yeah, yeah, because because I think Rogue One was up there quite quite high, but I think it was number four or five. Yeah, um, I because I I, I I Oscar Isaac is one of my favourite actors. I think he's fantastic. I think he can do anything, and I just uh, originally he was supposed to die in the, the Tie Fighter crash. He wasn't. That was it. He was supposed to be finished after that, but they kept him in. And I, and again, I know we're not going to talk about the other movies, but I think it, he regretted that. I think he would, probably would have, because they didn't really give him much to do. Well, they didn't give him much to do, and what little they gave him to do, possibly John Boyega should have had. Because yeah. John Boyega is the one, I think, who got shafted the worst. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, you think that first... There's a great, there was a great BBC miniseries on black cinema, and he was interviewing, and he was talking about like the first time he watched the Force Awakens trailer. Like His head pops up, and he's like, oh, black. Yeah, yeah. But that um, was the thing. You think that was the first shot of it? It was like a black stormtrooper, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and and also, this is the face that you opening your Star Wars trailer with, your new Star Wars trailer with. Yeah, and it was the fact that you were going to see something from a stormtrooper's point of yeah. view, because they've just been like laughed at because they can't shoot a 
you know, a barn door that they're just inept people that have got no, you know, they're just cannon fodder, basically. They're, they're, they're faceless. You don't know who they are. His whole introduction was fantastic, but we never find out why he... Well, no, they had... touch on it in Rise of Skywalker, don't they, that they were all children that were abducted and brainwashed, which puts a horrible, nasty, icky feel to them. You know, <laughs> we're gunning them down. It's like, fuck, no. no. These are like, you know, traffic children that have been brainwashed into... But even then, that, that wasn't explored. No. Because it was so funny. It was like they that... were going to explore, because you have Lando with the girl going like, you know, what about say we go off? And it's like, cool, so you're setting up another film at the end of your trilogy. But that, yeah, that yeah. I, I'm not going to give a fuck about it. <laughs> no, because again, that... There was so much fan service in that movie that you could see what they were going for. They were going for the moments that make people Lando they, turning up with all those ships and going, yeah, ah, but, which, you know, which was kind of ruined by portals happening in Avengers Endgame a few months before. That's exactly what they were going for. I'm, I'm sure it was. And it didn't work. Didn't make any sense. But again, that's I mean, the only thing that was for that was that my all time favorite Star Wars character, Wedge Antilles, came back and they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. But no, at the same and, time, I've got the feeling that Dennis Lawson was like, yeah, I'll do it for the money, but I'm going to read the line. I'm not going to act it. Because yeah. I love Dennis Lawson, but he just does an awful line, really. <laughs> you know, good shot, Lando. Yeah. And then the fact that they just, like, they they shafted Neam Numb. I mean, just, yeah. like, he gets blown up. I'm saying Admiral Akbar in, um, in The Last Jedi. And I know that they couldn't, they had no control over, obviously, uh, Carrie Fisher passing away. But but that was such a great moment in the Last Jedi when you know uh, Kylo Ren has that hesitation to press fire when he's got her in his his sights, and then the, the Tie Fighters come in and blow that ship up. Perfect way for her to go. So the whole Mary Poppins bit of her, you know, yeah, using the Force through. And again, I know we're talking about the Last Jedi, but it's just it's difficult to talk about Star Wars out of the context of what came before and after. I mean, for me, this ranks pretty low for me. I'm going to be perfectly honest. No, that's fine. Um, again, though, I do have no problem with, I love the fact that for some people it's their Star Wars. Same as in 99, the Phantom Menace and the prequels is yes. their Star Wars. Yes. I know some people that were like, yeah, I tried to watch the original tree. It just looked fucking old. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's completely understandable. You Absolutely. grew up on the prequels. Um, it just for the I didn't feel any of that magic for me. And I I'm in the minority of people who like the prequels. I, I can understand every criticism that's leveled at it, I can be like, yeah, no, that's one hundred percent fair. Mm. I'm I'm not gonna like, you know, die on a hill defending them. But I really enjoyed it. I really like seeing like the Jedi in their prime and all that stuff. That was the other thing for me with this, is that there's nothing new in it. Not just from a technology point of view. It's great that they went back to practical effects. But I didn't see anything different in Star Wars that I hadn't seen before. It kind of undid everything I'd invested in Return of the Jedi because everybody resets to the character they were apart from Luke, who fucks off. Um, which just, I was, I think because of years of like expanded universe stuff, and even if you didn't read it, you heard stories about what happens after Return of the Jedi. Luke sets up a new Jedi Order. Yeah. That's the yeah. shit I wanted to see, like an inexperienced yeah. new Jedi Order. Because you don't get any sense of where the First Order came from. Because well, in, uh, in the prequels, you've got the Senate and the Trade Federation that are a small fraction that are gradually building over time through manipulation. Yeah. So by the time you get the Empire, you know they're the dominant force. Even before seeing the prequels, you know they're the dominant force. Whereas with this, you've got no indication of how the First Order got so big. No. It, but that, but again, that's, that's another thing is that... The, the stories that we see in the movie obviously are centered wherever they're set. 
the Empire is all over the galaxy. So there, there are shards of the Empire yeah, everywhere. Just... So even when the Death Star goes and the Emperor is dead, there are these factions that are everywhere. So that would be an interesting story is to find out how these factions survived or what happened to them once they realize that their leader is gone. Surely they don't just you know, take their stormtrooper outfits off and go and try and it's, find... It's what the Mandalorian explores quite nicely. Well, that's what I was going to say, is the fact that now things like the Mandalorian and what I'm assuming uh, Ahsoka with um, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is all is going to is going to work out all that kind of stuff and tell you more about it. But you're absolutely right when it comes. To, I think the love for the prequels is starting to come round now because the the kids, like you say, it was made for kids. And and you and McGregor has said this. You know, we made these movies for kids. Now, the kids of like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever age they were when that came out now are 25, 30 years old or whatever yeah. now with kids of their own. So this, this, and they're being vocal on TikTok or YouTube or wherever saying how much they love. And this love for the prequels is now sort of rolled around. Whereas yeah, everybody point, I think that's it. part of the issue with Force Awakens is that it embraces the original trilogy, but it other than a Ewan McGregor voice cameo, it embraces very little about the prequels. It yes. should have been a nice mashup of the because the advantage the prequels have got now is you've got the Clone Wars series around it, which, apart from a few really dodgy episodes with Jar Jar Binks, is a really good like. I mean, it's war cartoon for kids. Yeah, it's such a good series, and it builds on the character of Anakin Skywalker, so you can it makes his downfall a little less sudden as it is in the film. Yeah. In the film, it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, I'll be dark side. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, you've that's got what, that uh, world building. You sort of had the Resistance cartoon, which was aimed at very young kids, but I actually really quite enjoyed it. Everybody said it was shit, and Rebels as well. Which and Rebels is really yeah. good. Yeah, I yeah. just, I think it would have been more interesting if the First Order was sort of coming to the peak of their power and making their move. There's no sense, as much as people shit on the prequels for the politics. I think you needed a bit more of the politics because mm. even in the original Star Wars, you kind of get the idea of the politics with you know they've dissolved the senate it's like so the empire is the dictator that set yes. it all up nicely whereas this is kind of like so you've got the republic the resistance and the first order and what <laughs> yeah but that was the thing and then they blocked the republic i know you're not supposed to look too deeply in it but i think star wars is one of those things where people genuinely like looking deeply into it it's like who's who's bankrolling well this is it how are they building a star killer base and nobody's spotted it exactly they are carving like into a planet and they have like the biggest gun that has ever been made and it's sort of like well how are they doing that who is making that again Andor, the tv show was fantastic because it is showing you little bits of like well these are the guys that were like Oh, that reveal of what they're making in the prison. What the, exactly. was fantastic because it's only, a, a you know, it's a tiny little part of the Death Star, but it shows you that, right, so what they did is they arrested people for no reason whatsoever, took them onto these, like, colonised planets and made them work until they decided they're going to kill them. Yeah, they tell make... them they've got their freedom, but they just move them to another yeah. floor. Yeah, to make these... Whatever these are, these these see that's that's or... good world building for me. It's fantastic world building, and it's I, I think they're starting to realize that they can't just make something because it looks cool. 
now they've got your John Favreau's overseeing it. You've got your um, Dave Filoni's overseeing yeah. it. Yeah. Which two things I want to get out of the way is that while I'm not a fan of this, I'm also not in that. You know, um, is it Mary Sue? Yeah, yeah. Mentality. Yeah. I'm not in that shitting on Kathleen Kennedy mentality. Whether she's up for the job or not. It, because she's a woman, she's getting a fucking kick. I mean, admittedly, George Lucas got a kick in after the prequels, and that's why he was like, I want to make three more films, but I'm just going to sell them to Disney because I cannot be dealing with the fan backlash. Yeah. Which is pretty shitty. If people like, you know, yeah, I love the top 10 podcast, but fucking path, man, <laughs> to the point where you're like, I want to carry on doing it, but I'm just going to sell it to the Empire lot. <laughs> Literally, I've, I, I have... I have many gigabytes of memory in my emails and I cannot move before the amount of people that say, fuck you, Pav, you in the top 10, for God's sake, give it a rest. You in your just... Jar Jar Binks top 10. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine Jar Jar Binks top 10 things he says? Um, I've got my whole point of the, the Mary Sue and the Kathleen Kennedy is that was also the perfect time when you, when people had a voice, yeah. On Twitter, Instagram, fucking fuckbook, whatever you want to call it. It was, it, I can remember going to work and, and the, the days when I used to like sit in my car for 45 minutes, uh, just trolling the internet. And there was a video of somebody um, complaining about The Last Jedi and saying how it should be totally remade. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's shocking. Uh, sack Kathleen Kennedy, get rid of Ryan Johnson and remake it. Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, remake it. <laughs> yeah. But they were, and they were, they were going to get a, a petition and, and, you know, the, and I, I was so incensed by it that I, I fell into the trap and I made a, a video that went on our YouTube channel saying, you know, just saying, just give it a rest. There's no need to, to do this. It, the movie is what it is. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you love it, great. And I can remember, I mean, we never, we, we, on our YouTube channel, we, uh, especially on that channel, we never got loads and loads of views. But all of a sudden, you're getting all these Americans coming up. And I love America and I love Americans. The majority of our top 10 listenership is American. So I absolutely love the guys over the pond. But there was this one guy, he said, You don't know what you're talking about. We're from America. So we, you know, we are all about free speech said you're from you, i think he called me australian which i you know i mean that's what you're gonna get but but he said you're australian you don't understand what free speech is all about like usa 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 and i thought well, you're contradicting yourself there if you're having to go at me for saying what i want to say and saying that you know it's all about free speech it just shows you the mentality of these people and it's nothing to do i don't think with star wars or anything like that but it made the fan uh, the fandom of Star Wars so toxic. Yeah, like but I say, think it was it was it was it was around the time of Brexit. It was around the time of Trump. Yeah. It was like you were either right or wrong, and if you're wrong to what I think, then you are wrong. And it doesn't matter whether you're right. If I think you're wrong, that means you're wrong. So you're going to listen to what I say because I'm on Twitter and I'm on and I can I can say all these things about you, and that's exactly how it got for Star Wars. And I don't think it's really. I think it's maybe a little bit better now. The style being a Star Wars fan used to be great. You'd meet someone, you say, "Oh, charge!" Oh, one of the best oh, experiences of my, my life is que was queuing up to buy my back before you could book them online. Queuing up to buy my tickets to go and see um, Phantom Menace at the right. midnight they released the tickets. Yeah, and there was a queue of us, and it yeah. was fucking great because obviously, you know, everybody was excited for the film. Nobody knew what it was going to be, oh. regardless of your opinions of the film after you've seen it. That 
pre-buzz was amazing and you're all there for a common cause that's it because you it love was me Star and my Wars. girlfriend at the time and we just, yeah even she was having a great time but at the same time we we're like these fucking dorks <laughs> exactly but now you say you you say anything about anything star wars and people will like they would some people will go totally agree with you that's great other people will just slag you off the trouble and... is because they focus on john boyega kathleen kennedy and daisy ridley it undermines any genuine criticism because i would I would agree there are issues with Ray suddenly being able to use the Force. Yeah, oh no, there's that. It, it doesn't feel real at all. Yeah. I've got no problem with her knowing how to fly the Millennium Falcon. That she's grown up around ships and you know junk scrap. And I, yeah. I imagine you, when you know what you're looking for, you know how to do things. Yeah. You could argue that maybe she shouldn't be as good a pilot as she is, but but at the same time, it's it's fucking Star Wars, man. Yeah. Um, but you know there is a genuine issue. I think could be re- or genuine argument for she knows how to use the force too quickly and is too good with it. I mean, she's not, you know, jumping no, around but, like a. And it's also, I mean, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, oh, who played Rose in Last Jedi. I mean, got a full brunt of it, and she, there was no need for that. I thought she was really good. She was one I of the highlights. Was... One of the highlights Again, of the Last Jedi. She suffered from like her character just not being very well developed. No, the rise of Skywalker definitely. So, oh, come come with us, Rose. No, I'm just going to stay here and uh, fuck stay about here with some ships. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it and the point I was making earlier on in regards to Force Awakens being such a like a religious moment, watching it, and even now I still watch, watch it, put it on now, and really like enjoy the movie. When I came out of watching the Rise of Skywalker, I went. I saw that they did a trilogy showing yeah um uh at this at the cinema so at midnight they showed rise of skywalker on the opening night and then we watched force awakens and last jedi before um and then the following day i went to london uh, my brother had got tickets for i think it was a disney showing in this really it was like a really old but swanky cinema in the middle of london um so of course i'd already seen it but he didn't know i'd already seen it um but I came out watching it that so it was like half two, three o'clock in the morning, that first night of watching it. And it was like my heart was broken because for some reason I thought to myself, oh, my God, Star Wars is just a movie. Yeah. It can't be that. It can't be just a movie because for 40 odd years, it's been more than that to me. And I came out now again. This is so this was 2019, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so so I don't know whether that was because of the movie. Um, my wife, a couple of weeks before, had had a stroke. So I was like, I think mentally, I don't think I had any emotion left in my body. So no, maybe, but at the same time, you primed for escapism that, that Star Wars possibly, should deliver. Possibly, possibly. But, but I think I, I, I'm going to... I know what you say. <laughs> yeah, I sort of given it a little bit of a pass in that, but that... I'm not saying it frightened me because it's not it's not a life ending thing, you know, but for the fact that Star Wars had been something so important to me to come out of the cinema watching what was supposed to be like the, the the crescendo finale of this nine movie saga coming back thinking, God, is Star Wars is just a movie. And that, and that really they really bummed me out. Yeah. You know, and every time now I watch if I watch The Rise of Skywalker, if it's on, I'll watch it sort of with folded arms and and sort of through squinted vision because it is there's so much in that movie that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and I think it was just 
JJ thinking, let's just get this movie done. We need to yeah. get the movie done. And it's such a shame because yeah, I think like I've been painted into a corner now. And... Exactly. And I don't blame JJ for that. Bring, bring back Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. yeah fine. <laughs> Does it make I any mean, sense? Does it fuck? None of it makes sense. I mean, where have all those fucking ships come from? And where the people working on them, where have they been all this time under the ice? I mean, have they lived under that ice for years? Have they grown up on it's, those ships? It's little things as well, like, you know, when they're getting sucked into the sand, Finn telling Ray needs to tell us something. And then it's like, remember that thing we did on... Yes, don't worry about it, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody will do it in a novel at some point. That's that the trouble. That's the trouble is when they, they do that and they sort of go, well, it's going to be in a book. I, I don't want to fucking read but the no, books. No, I want it in the fucking film. I want it in the movie. Tell me in the movie. I don't if, mind if it's going to be in a this... book, I want it like in Empire Strikes Back where they say about the bounty hunter they ran into. And you're like, oh, what was that? That's cool. That's all you need to know for the film. But if you want to go and do a deeper dive, it's yes. there in a novel. You want the information, some kind of information in the You don't movie. want to feel like you're missing out a massive chunk of the story. No, no. I think... A lot of people called, like, I think it was even in an episode of Space that, you know, Phantom Menace was a jumped up toy commercial. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit with these Disney ones that it's very much about the merchandise and the, uh, to a certain degree, like the Mandalorian, the second season of The Mandalorian felt like it was purely there to set up spin off shows. So, oh, there's yeah. Boba Fett, he's getting a spin off show. Oh, there's What's Her Face before she had trouble. She's getting a spin off show. We brought back Ahsoka. She's getting a spin-off show. Yeah, yeah. See these yeah. two X-wing fighters; they'll probably get a spin-off show. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I, I get thing world is, building, but it just feels so forced. And like I say, it's Rise, that's, that's Rise of Skywalker as well really yeah. felt like you know we're going to leave yeah. these loose threads dangling for you. That's that's Disney though, trying to get their four point zero six billion back as quickly as they can. That was the I can other understand. Problem. We got that. so much Star Wars at once, and. Yeah, the, the the Star Wars. I mean, the the beauty of Star Wars used to be it was three years be between. But it was an event, wasn't it? It, it, it was an event. You now, as like... much as I love Star Wars, I think it's. I think that's the reason that for me, Marvel Phase Four or is it Phase Four they're on now? Yeah, has been so disappointing. Because yeah, it they went have out ended on... after Endgame. Maybe done the Spider Man one as like a little palate cleanser and. But just... there is so much now. And like I've I've been and it's religion. going nowhere. It's, it's going problem. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind it's of like hoping all those characters you loved. Yeah, they're either dead or they're dicks. It's like yeah. I hope Guardians. What am I investing in? I hope Guardians Three is good. I hope Ant Man is is good. See, I'm just worried that they're just killing off characters now because their contracts are up, and it's like let's give an emotional impact. Let's kill Star Lord. Let's kill. Yeah. Let's go. I think why? I think this whole quantum they mania they thing. They die. can all come. They can all come back anyway. So I don't think it really makes any difference. That's it. They can either recast it or. Yeah, well, like, that, I think I, um, Helen O'Hara put out a tweet about how she wanted to see Endgame. It was like, I'd like to see it end with Tony and Pepper's wedding. This was before Endgame had even come out, and we knew there was a before Infinity yeah, yeah, War yeah. even come out. Because yeah. everybody was like, you know, here's who we think's going to die in these films. It's like, why do they have to die? Why can't yeah. they just have a nice wedding and some of them retire? Because isn't it? I, I was, we, we would, um, as we're recording this, last night we recorded our top 10 TV deaths. And if that police it, officer from Casualty wasn't number one. <laughs> I'll we know when have, you fuckers grew up. We did have a little bit of a laugh. Oh, that's the point you reminded me. I need to put that on the video playlist because that was such a specific memory <laughs> that it made us all laugh because we thought, well, poor Stu, it must have ingrained in his brain. It was in the playground the Monday after. So I was like, did you see Casualty? Like, yeah. Oh, really? What the fuck? Because as a kid as well, you didn't understand he was rolling around in acid. 
So right. all of us are like, you know, ain't ever touching water again. Oh my god! Yeah, I've got to find that. <laughs> I got to find that. Um, but that's but but it is any show you watch. It's it always. I mean, I've just finished watching both series of the White Lotus, and both series start with you know that somebody has died, so then you're yeah. working out who's going to die and how they're going to die and who did it and all that kind of stuff as the show goes on. Every every TV show now, it always is about, every Marvel TV show, or any TV show, it seems to always be about who's dying. Someone's going to die, who's it going to be, how do they get killed, and who does it. Or even things like Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. Amazingly light-hearted show, but yeah. it's centred around a murder. Centred around a murder. So I think that's the one thing about TV now. Um, what was the thing? Oh, The Last of Us, which we, we just watched. Um, now, I don't know anything about the TV, um, about the, the game, so I'm sort of going in it pretty sort of dry, you know, without knowing bits and pieces about it. But I'm sure there's going to be lots of people because it's a it's like a zombie movie yeah. kind of thing. So some so people are going to die. I'm, people I'm, that you get attached to are going to die. I, you know. I'm, I'm swerving that for now because I've not long come off a mental health wobble. I'm just trying to watch. I'm like re-watching Red Dwarf at the moment. I'm watching Happy Things. and Yeah. You know what? Is, is, and I'll, I'll be totally, for, for total sort of open-mindedness, I'm in the middle of a mental health wobble as we speak. So the worst thing I could have watched was A, The White Lotus, uh, B, The Banshees of Inishirin, because Oh, I watched that. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It is it is absolutely fantastic. But it's it's also sort of got a very, very sort of sad... It's all about depression. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a feel-good movie, is it? It's not a feel-good... It's, it's funny fantastic. as fucking places, it but is. it's not a feel-good movie. It's not a feel-good movie. So it's kind of those kind of things you sort of think, maybe maybe I should just be watching carry-on films for the yeah. next sort of couple, of couple of days just to sort of, you know, get myself out of this funk a little bit. I know this is going totally... No, it, this, this is this is how this podcast runs this one. excellent excellent have you watched um rrr yet no it's on my list of things to watch but it's not um, one i can watch when the kids are around and i sort of need to carve out a decent chunk of time to watch because it's like yeah, three hours like, long and three hours long now I, i've heard so many people and all the top tens of the year people have put it up by the number one or number two so and I've never watched an Indian movie before, but I know that they are renowned for like having great action. And then all of a sudden everybody bursting into song and dance and weird things and weird camera angles and big close-ups and stuff like that. So I was sort of, I was getting myself prepared for that. And myself and my wife watched it on Friday night, I think it was. And within 10 minutes I was in, I thought <laughs> this is absolutely like the action scenes were just like, I mean, it's like nothing that Hollywood has ever done. It's just like unbelievable. And things don't make sense, but do make sense. And the story was fantastic. It was one of the best movies I've seen for a long, long time. I was I was so... And three hours just went by yeah, like that. And it was so... And I think they have said, if you can get the version that's not dubbed, but get the version that's um, subtitled, it's a lot better. Uh, yeah, because this, this it's, it's weird. Version. The one on Netflix is is dubbed it's one indian language but dubbed with another indian language yeah. and then it doesn't quite work but no i i do want to watch it. it is on my list like i say it's just carving out the time to actually yeah i would thoroughly, sit and thoroughly probably watch recommend. it a three-hour commitment is quite a bit for me at the yeah, minute but... yeah and, and and the thing is because i've never never watched a an indian film or a bollywood film 
you kind of feel you're out of your comfort zone a little bit. And I know that sounds very sort of a little Englander kind of thing. No, I 100% know what you mean. Because um, you sort of feel like when they, when they start, and to be fair, the, 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 the songs or whatever are in context. There's one at a party. So like the, like the European English people having a dance off with the, with the two Indian guys. And it sort of, it becomes a little bit like a, sharks versus jets kind of thing you know and they're having a, and to see who's got the, the most stamina and as much i mean if you don't like dancing or whatever in movies you've just got to admire their athleticism yeah. because jesus christ the, the moves that they're doing is unbelievable it is like you know, it's got to be cgi they cannot be doing that and where they're sort of they're not even looking like they're, they're puffing or they're yeah. out of out of breath it's unbelievable, but I would, yeah, anybody that gets a chance to watch it, um, just just watch it. It's fantastic. Really, it's, really good. It's quite exciting last year, because I think with the Marvel fatigue and franchise fatigue in general, I think, you got some exciting stuff. They had that, Everything Everywhere All At oh, Once. My movie um, of the year. Even smaller films like Belfast seem to grab people. People seem to be moving back towards cinema rather than... And I mean, Top Gun Maverick, all right, it's a sequel to a film, but it's not a franchise movie kind of thing. It's not, but that is and great. It, it's, it's doing nothing new. It's it's oddly comforting in its, in its familiarity to the point yeah. where you're like, oh, it's like the Death Star trench run from... Or, yeah, you know, but more I accurately hate, down I hate Busters, Top Gun. But... The first Top Gun movie I, I don't is... get it. Is everything that's wrong with like a Tom Cruise movie? Yeah, the, the wisecracking kind of, you know, it's just all pretty boys and typical sort of. I don't know. It's, it's the just, gayest matcha movie I've ever seen. It, and I don't mean to is. sound derogatory, but... but it's also one of those like flag waving American movies. Yeah. And oh yeah, the fact they had people signing people up to like the Navy. Yeah, in the cinema foyers. Yeah, yeah. But this one, but Top Gun Maverick, I thought was such a great movie. Yeah. And Tom Cruise was fantastic in it. Really, It was really exciting good. as well. I mean, yeah. So come back, that's what was missing for me. I didn't feel the excitement. It, this film felt really clunky to me. It's like everything, it's like, you know, he finds Ray, they're instantly on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. Solo Force appears from Sorry, nowhere. <laughs> but it, it's stuff like that. And I mean, you know, to a certain degree, anybody that wants to just like, oh, that's just how the force works, man. But yeah, cool, I know, right? yeah. But I mean, it's... that is a that is a get out clause, isn't it? You can always have that with that. That's how the... and I mean, sort of touching on death. I suppose we should do the big one. Um, I've got it written in all caps that Hans' death is not earned. I, I expected it coming in because I was like, I guarantee the only way they got Harrison Ford to sign on was that he was like, you finally got to kill me. Yeah. So I was sitting there the whole time, being like, you know, when's Hans gonna die? This is when Hans. No, this is when Hans gonna die. And you know, it was an I love the way as much as I hate the actual death, I love the way he touches Kylo's face. Yeah. Or or as I like to call him, Emo Kelso from that 70s show. <laughs> um the, the I love symbolism... the way he touches his face and sort of gives that little Harrison Ford smirk before he drops. Yeah. The symbolism of it was I think the scene is beautiful because you've got the the symbolism of the it's draining the sun from, yeah. from and so the light is slowly slowly going out and you don't know at that point whether kylo ren is gonna give han solo the lightsaber and it almost looks like he is but at that point when the the, the light completely fades and completely goes that's sort of when there's yeah. that sort of again one of those moments of silence and then it's the, the just that hard vicious sound of the lightsaber igniting straight through han your son He's gone. He was weak and foolish like his father. 
so I destroyed him. That's what Snoke wants you to believe. But it's not true. My son is alive. No. The Supreme Leader is wise. Snoke is using you for your power. When he gets what he wants, he'll crush you. You know it's true. It's too late. No, it's not. Leave here with me. Come home. We miss you. I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Yes, anything. And the thing is, you know it's going to happen because you have to have somebody shout in, no! And it's Ray in this or, moment. Or, or as I like to imagine, Chewbacca and Wookiee being like, you motherfucker! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because uh, there was a great Chewie's meme. Chewie's reaction makes that as well. Yeah, there was a great meme where it had... Um, it showed Chewie and Kylo Ren, or Ben, if you like, um, when Ben was little, playing together. And then it shows, like, 20 years later and Chewie having that's the reason that Chewie didn't shoot him to kill him yeah it was just to shoot him to injure him was because they they've grown up you know since Ben's been a little boy to a baby probably so yeah and I thought Chewie was fantastic in that just that look of anguish and the look of pain I, I I get like I say there's little bits in this film that I really do like um I love the old couple banter between Harrison Ford and or Han Solo and Chewbacca just yeah. like, you know, Chewbacca is kind of like, yeah, I know your shit, man. Yeah. but the, I, I so love the, Han using the Bosch staff thing for the first time and just being like, you know, I love yeah, this Yeah, those thing. kind of little moments, which is great. I th I'm sure that was Lawrence Kasdan's writing, is when they are, they're on that planet with, um, with Finn and they're outside. And I think they're looking at a way of getting in and they're outside with their, their big coats on and Chewie growls and Han just turns around to him and goes oh you're cold yeah. just those little mo those little moments you know or when I think Ray is like climbing up something behind um behind Finn I think and Han's sort of going as if like look look over your shoulder and yeah and, and Finn's going what's what, this what, what's, 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 what's this what are we doing this those little moments are just great they're great little human moments you know so that's just just that's good writing. That's yeah. that's you know. Yeah, like I say, those little moments are great. I love Harrison Ford's delivery of. I mean, it's in the trade as well, but you know, the Force, the Jedi, it's all true. That yeah. whole little speech is beautifully yeah. done. I mean, yeah. it's fucking Harrison Ford though. <laughs> exactly. That's um, not how the Force works. And I mean, it's just a but gruff... the biggest thing with them killing Han Solo like that is we were robbed of seeing the characters we wanted to yeah. see back together on the cockpit yeah. alone. Fucking if. To a certain degree, if you wanted to do fan service, that was what you should have done. Um, I don't get Kylo speaking to Darth Vader's helmet when he's like, you know, worrying that he's straying from the dark side. Like, you're asking the ultimate guy who was like, you know, dark side, dark side, dark side. Yeah, I'm a good guy again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, I think when you, I mean, look, it's you... a bit like going, God, I'm just struggling to kill these goats. Yeah. <laughs> 
but he's i mean he is just like you said about the the emo side of it that's what he is he's basically he's i suppose he's probably older than a teenager but he's just a pissed off teenager that's just you know it's like kevin the teenager the harry enfield that's what he is but just in space you know they want him to go and clean his room up and he just doesn't want to so he's gonna go fucking mental with a lightsaber someone comes and gives him a little bit of bad news oh yeah we've lost the droid it was a girl and he's slashing away at all this i do love those two stormtroopers are like no exactly (laughs) exactly so it's that kind of stuff you know i mean it's it's not a perfect movie. I'm not for one minute. No, saying I mean it sets it's, up it's a, a lot of interesting movie. stuff that it doesn't deliver on. Finn no. doubt, having doubts, like when he sees his friend, or you assume he's his friend, die, and he puts the red mark on the bloody handprint on his face. Yeah, but then next time you see Finn after he's like had his panic attack <laughs> and taken the helmet off, and um, you know, Captain Phasmos. As Barry Norman would say, all for a coat and no knickers, because she looks great, but does fuck all. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Then next time you see him, he's breaking Poe out. It's like, where's this come from? And and he's on the gun of the of the TIE fighter. So he's shooting the people that he was like caring about half an hour ago. I'm not sure if it's like the character stupidity or just bad writing as well, but if you know you need to fly the Millennium Falcon low, why not man the top gun instead of the bottom gun? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just strategically poor. I know you were like, you know, sanitation on the Starkiller base, but I know, I know. Like I say, I mean, that's just fun nitpicking. I this, like I say, is I the stuff in it. Like I, say, I love Kylo Ren stopping the blaster bolt. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Kylo Ren looks cool until he takes oh, the helmet off, and yeah. then he's just kind of like, oh, he's got big boofy hair, and yeah. And how he's how he's still got big boofy hair with such a, a heavy yeah I know because it wear... should be all matted and stuck to his head. It shouldn't just come out all like he's Jennifer Aniston. I take just... these headphones off and I've got a massive dip exactly. in my hair. <laughs> exactly, I've got no hair and my hair is all matted when I take my helmet my my, my stuff off. Um, yeah. The other thing is, I think just little production design bits. Um, the way that the like the blaster bolts. The way that they fight, they look so much more visceral and so yeah. much more, like they do more damage now. The way that they whiz past people and the way that they hit you, and you hear like the crunch of them now rather than the way they did it back in the original trilogy. Yeah. There's a lot more power and just seems to be a lot more um, realism in the way that those bolts fire off the gun, like the way that the bowcaster can yeah. knock two stormtroopers down with one one blast because that's a hefty you know weapon. Yeah, it's um. I mean, there's lovely like moments. I love the idea of like Ray living in a crashed or downed ass app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love all like you know in the skyline or the landscape in the background. You've got downed death uh, star destroyers and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I love like the design of a speeder bike. Yeah, that's, I bought the Lego set of that. I thought that's oh, such an awesome little design. Yeah, it, it looks great. I love that sort of retro front heavy sort of. One of the things I like about the prequels is the retro designs of like the spaceships, and even to the point where they brought like the Naboo cruiser back for yeah Mandalorian and that exactly. Um, yeah, little bit like I think BB 8s a cool looking droid. Um, I love his Agreed. little lighter thumbs up. That was one of those moments that I think every time I saw it at the cinema, it got it didn't not necessarily a cheer, but it got a massive laugh. Yeah, and that was just a fantastic, just a, a great idea that gave that that droid so much character 
it's a great advert for practical effects as well. Absolutely, completely, completely. You get yeah. a lot of emotion from that character that does has no facial expression or yeah. anything like that. Um, yeah. Just the way he tilts his head, the way he moves. Like I say, it's a wonderfully designed thing. There's lots of great ideas in this. They just don't feel they do anything with them. No. I think I think it would have been better if Poe had died. As much as I love Oscar Isaac and I love the character of Poe, I, I do wonder why he took his jacket off before he got thrown out of the TIE fighter. Mm. <laughs> it's another, that weird thing. It's, it's like, it's oh, another jacket, one of those questions. Isn't it? Yeah, another one of those questions. We've all like... been there. It's like, I'm going to crash the car. I better take my coat off. I like this coat. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but, Lord. but yeah, I mean, again, that's just like, I, I do enjoy fun nitpicking. It's always meant with like good intentions yeah. well the um, thing is like we well, we used to have a podcast called um that's no moon it's a podcast that's what, we, what that was our star right. wars marvel podcast that we used to do like weekly um and we used to do we used to like take the trailer and break it down and do a, you know do a 45 to an hour 45 minute to an hour episode going through each like frame just you know what's going to happen with this what does that mean and that was one of the things that star wars and marvel do that they will put things in the trailer that you think right i can remember the part in the trailer where ray is like obviously hunched over somebody and is crying and it, it looks like it's chewy because it looks like there are little bits of hairs and i thought oh my god chewy's gonna die she was going to die and you can we stopped it and we blew it up and it looked like some kind of fruit and it wasn't she was going over um poe because poe had the lightsaber fight with with no, finn um, yeah with finn no sorry finn yeah yeah with the lightsaber fight with uh, kylo ren and that's the thing is like there's so many things in the trailer that you think right well that obviously means this and that means that so that means this is going to happen so it builds these expectations up so when you then when you see the movie and none of that happens. You think, ah, fucking hell, it wasn't what yeah. I thought it was. And and then you have that little bit of disappointment because it isn't the movie you wrote in your head. It's their yeah, movie. So again, straight away you have a negative reaction to it. The the expanded universe kind of meant this film's up against it. I and to a certain degree the prequels were as well, because everybody had a preconceived idea of what happened to turn exactly. Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader. Yeah, and like I think George Lucas himself admitted that the only prequel anybody's ever going to care about is the third one because that's all people are there for. To the point where you're kind of like, right, George, why didn't you turn into Darth in the second one then? And yeah, or you know, at least turn Anakin evil at the end of the second one, and then the third one's his eventual downfall to being Darth Vader. But whatever. Um, yeah. As much as I love George Lucas, storytelling at times isn't his strongest. <laughs> his yeah, writing of dialogue is definitely not one of his. I, uh... I'd have been interested to see his ideas for these films because his whole thing when he saw it was like, "There's nothing new technology-wise." Because love it or hate it, like the original Star Wars was a mixture of a lot of different things. Yeah, that was new for the time because it the way it combined, and then the prequels were very much about digital technology. In that he had a camera specifically built to be able to film the film. Um, and whether you should create a film world around playing with new technology is an argument for a different thing. Um, and it looked great at the time. It's only now that it's sort of, you know, 20 odd years is not kind of computer effects. No film really, even like, you know, the special editions of the original Star Wars trilogy do not look that great anymore. No. Um, no. But he, he did something new with it, and we saw something new within the Star Wars world. So we'd seen, like, you know, 
an upstart rebellion take on a dictatorial, let's call it what they are, Nazi regime kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get to go back to like, you know, the, the end of a golden age, Jedi at their prime. Again, whatever you feel about Phantom Menace, those Jedi fights are exciting. They were the things that made those trilogies. It's those like <laughs> going back to RRR, it's like watching a dance. Yeah. The Darth Maul um, Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber fight is is the greatest lightsaber yeah. fight there's been. I, if it I wasn't feel. cut up with fucking Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I get I, why I, that's there for the kids. I would I would put a caveat on that. I do think that the Darth Vader Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber fight in Obi Wan Kenobi TV series was exceptional. The okay. the second one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen? I have seen it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I disappointed. I, were you? Were you? I, I, was, I was. It just. It wasn't so much the Obi Wan Kenobi stuff; it was the shoehorning in the Leia stuff. Yeah, but I don't need it. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's parts of it that do make me it make me feel like okay, well, that's the reason that they called their son Ben. You know, I don't think that was their intention to start with. I don't think they had that Obi Wan Kenobi TV series in their mind. No, because in expanded universe, they called their son Ben as well, yeah. didn't they? So, but it, it's a nice little way of sort of going back and rounding that off because it makes sense. And I think it's just a happy accident, if you like. But there, there are parts of it that, again, like a lot of the Star Wars stuff that's coming out of Disney, that it's not fantastic and the trouble with things sense. like that and the same with the prequels is there's little bits that don't gel yes so like i mean the one, the one i've always been able to defend is obi-wan saying he doesn't seem to remember owning a droid when he first sees r2 yeah it's like well technically he didn't ever own r2 no r2 was anakin's so but he would still remember him but i i get that's the thing a friend of mine said that at the end of revenge of the sith when they say wipe the protocol droid's mind is like I really liked that because he always felt like R two knew more about what was going on. Oh yeah, yeah. than he possibly. Went on. I was like, I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, and I really like that just like little character thing that R two knows the shit that's been going on the whole way through. So he's he's kind of like you know, yeah, the dumb and the, little chubby mate. They fact that they know it all. Yeah, they um they erase his mind so much that he also forgets that he can fly. That's the other thing as well, because in the prequel I, I trilogy, I just imagine at somewhere, some point, those got knocked off him, and he just never got them replaced. Do you reckon? It just it's fine that like you know you could have used those in in, I, in, in probably I, yeah. Return of the Jedi. I, I just like assume that. that at some point in some battle or somebody was just kind of like he doesn't need to fly. Let's take that shit off him. That'll be another book then. Or or he lost his legs at some point, so those bits are no longer there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's fine. I can let shit like that. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, in the, in the end, it's like I say. In I, the I, end, I disagree with the fact movies. that they just throw a fucking blanket over him. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's been in sleep mode for ages, so we just chuck a blanket over him. He's in the corner of the room there. But that did tend that we've been putting drinks to, on him. That sums up what Rise of Skywalker did with a lot of characters, wasn't it? It was like let's not try and work out anything for him. Let's just chuck a blanket over him and and. Well, I mean, that was this forget. film. <laughs> but but that was the other thing is like there were so many opportunities in that movie to really make people go oh my god you know like like killing off chewbacca or killing off c3po which they sort of had one foot in the pool to do that they just didn't take a jump they decided to roll back and 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 marvel it basically well, I, th you know? I think the problem was is they killed han in the first one they killed luke in the second one and um it, it got to the point where it's like, oh, Lando's going to be in Rise of Skywalker. It's like, yeah, I know, they're probably going to kill him, aren't they? Then? Yeah. And then they killed Leia anyway. I mean, well, I mean, they had, yeah, they, they, did, they didn't really have a choice, unfortunately. No. But 
No, but there you go. But I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I love that there are people who love it. I just, and I also understand that I possibly feel the way about this film that a lot of original trilogy fans felt coming out of The Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, look, I've said it a million times about a million other things is like, everybody doesn't like everything. You know, there are people that don't like the Beatles. Well, no, this podcast would be fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, and and that to me is okay. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't mean that like, because, because <laughs> I love your top 10 podcast if everybody liked the same thing. Well, yeah, it, that we would got be the same number 10, the same number five nine. minute, five minute episodes, every <laughs> single one. I mean, we've only ever had one where we've had all of the same number one. So it's, yeah. it shows you, and we've had, what, 75 episodes. So even with that, it shows you that... Yeah, that was the one I hadn't finished speak, uh, listening to when I that, spoke to you. I was like, I'm still waiting was... for it up, and you're like, well... <laughs> that was right, yeah. But um, that's the that's the beauty of it. The, the only problem is is how people react to somebody having a different opinion to yeah. you. And that that is what I think has changed over the last five years five six years i think it's it's not necessary that people everybody's always had different opinions it's just now people it's, it's can be internet, nasty because if you talk like you and i are talking now and i say you know han's death didn't work for me in this and you could be like well it worked for me and we can be like cool maybe i'll go yeah. back at it and look at it on the yeah. internet though if i'm like yeah han's death didn't work for me like, fuck you <laughs> fuck you you really don't wrong. understand the sacrifice of a father to save a you're a communist blah, 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 blah. you motherfucker <laughs> that's what it's that's all it is yeah and that's, you're that's a democrat the trouble. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's but, so sad it really is but i think it's also an age thing as well i mean i don't think i think it's it's young dumb and full of cum i think that's yeah. what it is i just think it, oh it's just people that feel they've got a voice and they think they're being heard and also one of the other big things is it get it gets clicks well yeah so you look at the amount of videos on youtube that the it's the icon screen is somebody being kind of like yeah yeah, like, you know, and I'm about be... to rip the shit out of this. Then you watch it, and it's like they love it, but yeah, they've gone it, on over an icon like, that looks Disney, like, like Disney are in trouble. Star Wars is in trouble, and you think you're or you're doing it. So you're not a Star Wars fan. If you're a Star Wars fan, you wouldn't be going on saying, "Well, it looks like Kathleen Kennedy's in trouble again." And you think, "Oh, yeah, that's, that's been kicking me. around for years." And I mean, she's just, still there. Yeah, just. It, it, but like I say, people are going to make more money out of things being shit than they are if everything's wonderful. So that's how they make their money. They probably well, yeah. haven't got a proper not, job. Let's they not just pretend that, that Lucas wasn't in it for the money as well. Of course he was. He, he knew what he was doing when he was like, yeah, I'll take this money and I'll keep the merchandising. Yeah, yeah. Because what makes me laugh is he. there's a video of uh, an interview of him and he's saying, well, I told them my ideas for episodes seven, eight, and nine, and, and, and this, that, and the other, but they didn't want to use them. So I guess they just, they just don't want me to be involved. You sold it, George. All right. You, you made $4 billion out of it. He, so, he did. He didn't keep that money though, in his defense. I, that is, yeah. I'm not saying that he's, I mean, look, he's, yeah, no, probably, no. I mean, even he if he did keep the money, fuck it. Yeah, he's it's a multi-millionaire work. and he's a philanthropist, isn't he? So he wants to, he's, he's going off making, I think he's make, the, making that, the movie, um, it's a movie museum, museum thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, yeah. There's going to be schools and yeah, and I, and that's fantastic. I'm, I'm not, when you say that, that he, he sold it for the money, yeah, he sold it for the money to do good with the money, not for just... he sold it for the money. He sold it because he wanted to see his films get made. I mean, I think even like you know, Iger has been open about the fact that he was kind of like you know, I told him what he wanted to fucking hear so I could get Star Wars. Yeah, 
and I can understand George Lucas's heartbreak of being assured that they'd use his story outlines and then them chucking them away. Um, again, I get if you don't want to do, but maybe keep involved. Again, I think a big problem with this film is there's too many characters. Yeah, you, yeah. you possibly but then that, that's that's merchandise again, isn't it? Because you can make more. Um... Well, I think it is, and I think they had ideas of where they were going to go with these characters and just didn't had too many to be able to do anything with. No, and like I say, I think Finn suffers the most. I would argue as much as I like Oscar Isaacs and as much as I like Poe, he's not an interesting character. Because he, he's no, very he's, much your Han Solo he's the Han, pilot. Yeah, yeah, he's the scoundrel. That's what he is, which they tried to double down on in Rise of Skywalker by with having that Zori Bliss yeah. or whatever her name was. That oh right, they haven't they haven't they've almost made it look in the in the first two movies like right now, is he gay? Yeah, and then they're kind of like shit. And then Poe's gay. Give him a girlfriend. We need to give him a girlfriend that he's like he he does that. Gay in Star Wars. Yeah, he does that. We'll have a background. Two women in the background. Two women in the background just kiss. That's that's as cool as we're gonna go with it. That's it. And then there's Lin Manuel Miranda there, just looking quizzical as well in the background as well. So we'll we'll pop Gary Barlow in a snow trench in the second one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And we'll get 007 to be a stormtrooper in Force Awakens. That'll be fine. I I do like that little bit. That that little uh. Daniel Craig, it really sticks out because you can tell it's Daniel Craig. And yes, just, yeah, he's yeah. got that Daniel Craig swagger as well. But I do like, you know, I'll drop my gun as well. Yeah, I'm glad that they cut the uh, um, Tom Hardy stormtrooper out of the Last Jedi. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No, if you're not seeing that, go on, go online and see the 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 the, the outtakes of it. He's got like this real broad American accent and like a real sort of bullish. Um, Sergeant or something. Hey, boy! He said, like, and, he, and it smacks like Finn up on the ass and stuff. It's like totally the, the the whole sort of feeling of it is completely wrong. And I think, I think the stormtroopers in that scene as well is I might be wrong, but I'm sure I've read it somewhere is that it's Ed Sheeran and Prince William are the other stormtroopers that are in that mm. scene. And then it's um obviously Benicio, Benicio del Toro. It's when they're going on to try and get the. I've only seen Last Jedi once. Right, I bought it right. on Blu-ray, but I've never been able to bring myself to watch. Same with Rise of Skywalker. I caught the end of it on Sky Movies and was like, I can't be fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll wait for the wedge bit and then I'll turn it off because I love yeah, me some yeah, wedge Angelis. Yeah. I know the feeling. I know um, the feeling well. But I, I do love that everybody can, like calls Finn Traitor, like calling Martin with fly chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. They've invested but... everybody is in this stormtrooper essentially clean the toilets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, right. Traitor. Yeah. Like, we've yeah. been backed up for months on Starkiller <laughs> Base since you left, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, like, uh... again, like I say, just sort of reiterate one more time. While I don't like it, I do love that people like it. I, that's I love that, you know. They, that's, a they... great, that's a great attitude to have. It is. Like I say, I, fan service works differently for people it's like i love ghostbusters afterlife but there are also other people like, it's just fucking fan service isn't it it's like, i don't yeah, understand it is, it yeah i don't so understand well. i i i love afterlife i think that i i cried in the cinema at the end yeah. of that movie it is beautiful well, how could you not especially when for harold comes up yeah because the way they handled that was fantastic i've got a little egon spengler shelf up there because he's right. always been my favorite ghostbuster because pretty much when i was a kid i had that fucking hair right okay. I just the way my hair is it just went big and up Right, and then, then once I got glasses, everybody was like, "Oh, it's Spengler." <laughs> I was like, "I'm just going to own it." I was going to say, "There's worse things to be called." He's got some of my favorite. He does some of the best, like low key acting, like when yeah. he when they're in the lift 
he switches on the proton pack and then he just slides away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, good. when when you get that reveal at the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife, I was instantly in. I was with my mate as well. I was like, I'm not even ashamed to cry. <laughs> no, and, and there's no reason to be ashamed about it. It was a beautiful moment. It really, it was, it was great because just to see all the guys together. Yeah. Was great. Well, yeah, knowing that it is going to be the last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I can I can see where people are saying about the fan service. There, there, there is bits there's, in it. There's good fan service and there's bad fan service. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, for me, the fan service in Force Awakens didn't work. I don't think it's as. I suppose it is in places, but it doesn't feel as in the faces. But I suppose it's more the retread of a new hope was the main sort of fan service thing people levered at it and it, it, it is and it isn't it, it is and it isn't it is it, i think i think i think Disney... if anything i'd argue last jedi is more empire strikes back fan service because you've got the one story is then being pursued by the empire for yeah. order in this game and the other story is somebody getting trained and you got a white planet as well yeah you know, although there's obviously red underneath it but but the, the hot yeah the I, th- I think Disney wanted to play safe with the first movie of the trilogy. So they said, like, just. I, I think they wanted to play safe with all of them. They were very much, I think, because they didn't have their own map to follow, they were following that trilogy thing of being kind of like, we want to hit these beats yeah. of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, <laughs> we want to hit these right. beats of Return of the Jedi. You're right. Um, yeah, actually. I don't like the Force Awakens. You're absolutely right. I've, you've ch- you've yes. changed. You've changed my mind. I am now going to burn this shed to the ground. <laughs> Oh, no, God damn it! <laughs> don't ever let anybody change your mind about it. No, absolutely, love, no, no. Because, because again, like I say, everyone's got their opinion, and you should just respect their opinion, whether you agree with it, whether you don't. That you just respect the opinion, and, and that's Plus, that's. Who, who am I to tell you you're wrong? Who am I to like you exactly? Know, who am I to turn around to a little kid and be like you're like in Star Wars wrong, you little prick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These it's are the, the same... films you should be watching first, then tell me it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as much as I I respect movie reviewers and tv reviewers that's their opinion if they tell me it's the amount of times that they've said that there's a movie that's crap and i've managed to watch it and thought well, actually that wasn't bad and then yeah. vice versa they might say this movie is brilliant and i'll watch it and i go well that was the biggest load of crap i think oh, the amount of films mark commode has been like you know fucking oh. my film of the year and i've watched it i've been like really yeah but sometimes they'll, again they'll do that to make themselves look clever or to make themselves look intellectual and you know, cinema I'll, snobbery to a degree it is, it, it is it is because a lot of them won't like i mean the amount of times that mark kermode will slag off the latest marvel movie or the latest one that everybody loves you know because it just is it gets to a point as well with something like morbius where everybody's giving it a kick in it's just kind of like just leave oh, it alone now is that, know, enough? that that really looks but i've never seen that but that looks i watched really it I is went it? in being like, you know, it's it's no worse than the Venom movies, really, to be honest. Oh, it's really? probably slightly worse than the Venom movies. Okay. It's not a good film at all. No. But if you sort of go into it being like, you know, it's going to be a bad movie, it's it's fine. It's like, you know, it's no worse than most 2002 comic book movies. Right. Okay. Okay. It, it just doesn't need to exist is its biggest problem. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the thing. I think, but I've, I've, I've just not. Not bothered with that one, it's, I must admit. It's one, if you're bored and you catch it on telly, give it a watch and just have a laugh. Right, okay. Because it is one of those so bad it's kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah. But I'll I take those so bad they're kind of amusing over the, you know, 
it thinks mere, it's good, but it's yeah, actually shit. Kind of, yeah, the mere kind of movie. Oh, it's nothing worse than being coming out of Rob Zombie's Halloween for me. Somebody yeah. was like, what was it like? I was like, yeah. Oh, it's the worst thing you can say. It's like... Then you Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, was one of those as well. Actually, I'm saying it's not bad, not good. It's that's a bad movie. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre I, one. Not even bothered with it. Yeah, I, I like the original. I quite enjoyed the second one for the stupid fun that it is, and then everything after that is just kind of, these don't need to be here. No, exactly, exactly. But then it, you think to yourself, well, they spent money on this, and there's obviously there's got to be movies out there that haven't been made that are that are aching to be made that could be like the greatest movie that you've ever seen plus is texas chainsaw at this point the brand recognition you think it is i don't know i just like i I get making a fifth indiana jones film i don't need a fifth indiana jones film i'll still watch a fifth indiana jones film but it doesn't need to exist um kingdom of the crystal skull isn't great i quite enjoy it but my big problem is that indiana jones belongs in the 30s and the 40s at a push well that's that era and it just doesn't work for me no um Fucking Solo doesn't need to exist. Perfectly enjoyable film, and I guarantee it was only made so that they could test whether they could get away with another actor playing a Harrison Ford part that's beloved. If they can get away with it with Han Solo, I guarantee we'd have had a new Indiana Jones starring Chris Pratt or whoever. Yeah, but I think, see, I think that Solo movie is going to come round the same as Rogue One. I, now I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed I quite it in the cinema. I, yeah. I was like, I don't need this film. It adds nothing to the Han Solo mythos for me. I don't need to know that he got his name from a guy going Solo. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, or it's he like got, where he got his gun from, or where he got many of Falcon from. Or, or the creepy thing about know. how he got his dice, because then when you see him being passed over to um, Princess Leia in or Leia Organa, she's at that point. Yeah, in the Last Jedi, like, ew, that was his ex girlfriend's gift to him. That's <laughs> yes. weird. That'd be like me giving my wife something that I'd given to a previous girlfriend. Yeah, like, you mean yeah. the world to me? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then, like, say you just don't need the whole all the Boba Fett stuff is stuff that you don't need to know because the whole point of him was the fact that he was this mysterious character. But, yeah, you know, I mean, the biggest problem with Book of Boba Fett is that the Mandalorian existed by that point. Yeah. If you didn't have the Mandalorian, Boba Fett would. I guarantee that the original plan for Boba Fett was what became the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, "Shit, Boba Fett's popular though. Should we bring him back?" It's like, "Yeah, but what are we going to do with him?" It's like, like Tony Soprano in space, I guess. But yeah. like, well, know, I think good. I think that whole series was born out of just the simple question of how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, that's the whole reason that that whole show because you need to know how and why and what he did after that. But I, I only I watched the the Mandalorian episode again today of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's easily the best episode in that series. Yeah, again, I wonder with that whether they backtracked on the Grogu going with Luke because they were kind of like, "Fuck no, Kylo Ren kills everybody, doesn't he?" That Luke's training, so that would mean Grogu's dead. So yeah, I think they wrote back. That they were right in the series, and they thought like, this isn't Boba Fett is not actually a very He's not. Um, he's a interesting boring character. And, 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 he yeah, looks so, cool as fuck, but he's got nothing going on for him. And yeah. like I say, they did the Mandalorian, which would have been the logical thing to do with Boba Fett. Yeah, I can Boba remember. Boba Fett wa- should have stayed dead. Yeah, I can remember watching the that episode when I, I was because I used to I watch it at work and then watch it again when I'm at home. And as soon as that the reveal of and there he is, he comes through that like the the meat packing like room. Oh, there he is. Ah, oh, there's Mando. That's it. Everything's all right with the world now. 
And then the fact that the whole episode has got no Boba Fett in it at all. It's all yeah. Mandalorian. Which is annoying because it sort of got to a point with Boba Fett. I was like, I want to see what happens next. But yeah. what, the first time in this series, I want to see yeah. what happens next. And you'll give me yeah. a fucking Mando episode, you bastard. Yeah. But it was it's, it, it was like just Mando like 2.5, series yeah. 2.5. My, my <clears> issue <throat> with those series is that, and it's a little bit like, you know, there's suddenly being a force power where you can bring people back or, you know, bring people from the brink of death. It's the fucking Bath Tank. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, he's got fatal injuries. Well, we'll just give him some cybernetic parts and chuck him in the tub. Yeah. It's like, so where, where's it's... the jeopardy anymore? Exactly. Exactly. Because I was but like, then... you know, shit, have they killed Timothy Oliphant? And I was like, no, nah, they'll just chuck That's him like in the happened. bat tank and they've made a big thing about the cybernetic parts. So they'll just give him a cybernetic stomach. <laughs> if you notice, they never chucked the, his, um, he had like a deputy, didn't he? They never went over to him and chucked him in the back to tank, did they? Yeah, as well, the, the two pig guards that got fucking chucked off exactly, the cliff, exactly. they were disposable. But I Timothy just, Oliphant is like, um, you know, he does justified... have amazing hair, though. Yeah, fantastic hair, and he is Timothy Oliphant, so. exactly. He's justified and he's Deadwood, so I mean, you've got to have him back. <laughs> and Hitman oh, as well, wasn't he? The original Hitman, he was the original well? Hitman yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. And he was the killer in Scream, too, so you know. There you go. Spoilers. Spoilers for screen two. <laughs> I'll make a note of that because somebody will get pissy. Uh, they will. They will. You've ruined a movie for That's me it. from 25 years That's ago. It. You bastard. I was just about to watch it as well. Just the Find night before I was going to watch Yeah. <laughs> it amazes me people manage to avoid spoilers like that. But... Um, so before we move on, then, is there anything else you want to say on Force? I think we've largely. I think we've. I, I mean, I think we've gone over the whole Star Wars saga. To be fair, like I say, I could nitpick it to, to fuck if I wanted yeah, to. Um, you could do that with any movie, absolutely any I, movie. I, I could. I'd just be like a pedantic little wanker. Like I say, I'm. I'm not in that, you know, Mary Sue. No, Star Wars gone woke camp. Fuck all that shit. No, no, no. Yeah, like I say, that's... my big disappointment with the character of Finn is that they did nothing with him. Oh, and you Generally, that... arguably possibly one of the most interesting characters they've ever had in Star Wars. Yeah. And they don't do anything with him in this film other than being like, oh, he might be a poor sensitive. And it's like, we won't bother exploring that. No. I they just set up a... so much and just be going. Yeah. There's, a, there's at least four or five characters you could say that same thing about, that they just didn't do anything with them. And they probably could have rolled all of the story plot points into one character. Yeah. For it's those like, characters. But like I said earlier, Captain Phasma, she's the Boba Fett of the uh, film. Yeah. Looks and great. I, I, does fuck all. I don't think that, uh, what's the name of the actress that plays her? Uh, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn Christie. Christie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a very good act, actor. I, 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 it's no disrespect. I, I've to not her. seen I her just... in enough to be honest, cause I've never watched game of Thrones. So. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, she's okay in game of Thrones, but I, I don't know. It, one of the funniest things we went to, when we went to star Wars celebration, we went to the rogue one panel. Um, and she was hosting the rogue one panel. And it was, it was so funny because, um, the guy that plays Chiru, I think it was. Right. Um, let slip that, uh, uh, Donnie Yen is it? I think it's Donnie yeah. Yen that he dies in the movie, <laughs> and this had only supposed to have been like this is before the movie came out, and everybody on the because he says he didn't speak very good English, and he was sort of saying my friend, my friend, uh, he said oh, you, you die in the movie, <laughs> and everybody on the panel is all looking around going, oh my god, you imagine all the Lucas bigwigs are going shut the fuck up, shut the fuck. I mean, up. to be fair, 
if you didn't go into that movie expecting nobody to make it out, then that's true. That's true. But it was you a don't fact know that, your I mean, Star Wars. But... They don't want anybody to know that kind of stuff. No, like, I know. Like, however many months before, and then that Gwendolyn Christie had to go in and try and sort of like. That's know. a great example of that's a film that like you know introduces you to characters, makes you care enough about them, and then kills them off and gives them an arc and gives, gives them, them a, a nice arc. arc. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and has a lot of characters to play with because you think you've got that core team. So you've got what's her face, whose name's just gone from my head, Jin Erso. Yeah, you've got Andor, obviously, who's getting expanded on in the TV series, but even without that, was interesting. Is slightly bland character. Yeah, you've got Donnie Yen, you've got his mate, you've got K two S O even. Like, all these characters are nicely developed enough that the only thing I don't like about Rogue, uh, Rogue One is the way Darth Vader walks. He's got Do a little bit of a wide boy walk. It's not got that grace of Dave Price. He's a little bit like, what'd you fucking say? Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a funny story about that young man. I've got a pop figure up here signed by Spencer Wilding, who was one of the people that played Darth Vader. Yeah. And he was one of the guys in at the Swindon Comic-Con that we had up on the stage to do a Q&A with. And as you can expect, he's a big guy. Yeah. Um, he's also the same guy in the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Listening to the headphones, isn't he? Listening to the headphones, yeah. So we're, we're chatting away, and I'm there with Neil on the stage. Neil's one side of him, I'm the other side. Neil asks him a question, and I can't remember what he was asking him. It was because I think it's because he does a lot of um, uh, martial arts and stuff. The next minute, I'm looking over, and his foot is literally sweeping past my nose as he does a one of those circular kicks now if i'd have sort of gone lent in to sort of go what what, what are you talking about he would have sparked me the i'd have been gone i'd have been sparked out i saw the whole of my life flash before my eyes because i literally felt the sole of his boot you know just sort of whoosh over my nose i thought what the fuck was that i mean he got an amazing round of applause but holy crap. And he came up to me and sort of went, I didn't get you, did I? You didn't get you. I said, no, no, mate, you're fine. You're fine. His blood <laughs> just starts trickling. Jesus. <laughs> I just thought to myself, if I'd have not, I, I, I can't remember, because like, that sort of five-minute spell is just like a complete blank in my memory. All <laughs> I can remember is just feeling his, the sole of his boot. I'm glad he didn't step in dog shit or something. Yeah. I would have just gone <laughs> straight through my nose. But yeah, like I said, but I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. He it's is just, a lovely I, bloke. I don't like the way he moves as Vader. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a minor nitpick as well that hardly anybody's going to notice. But I've no, watched it, Star Wars so many times now that it's just, it is yeah. literally kind of like he's the bloke in the pub. You've gone, he's a prick, isn't he? You've gone, yeah. fucking what, mate? <laughs> like, Whoa, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, you wouldn't call him a prick. Not when no, you stand up close wouldn't. to him. He's a, he's a big, big guy, but he's a, he's a lovely bloke. He is a really nice bloke. If, if I was at a roast for him, I'd just be like, he's the nicest guy ever, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm that's, exactly, that's exactly what I say. Part oh, of I'm, I'm a coward. Anybody who looks club. bigger than me, I'm, yeah. I'm quite a like you know reasonably sized bloke, but I'm a coward with it. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no one wants to be I've, I've got no in interest that. in ever getting into a fight. No, no. I've never been in a fight in my life. I'm quite no, happy to just keep that going. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, as, as cool as everybody looks in movies when they've been in a fight, I don't yeah. like pain. <laughs> well, if anybody ever asks me, I can say I've never lost a fight. That's the one thing I can say. But I've never been in a fight. But I've never <laughs> lost a fight. I mean, I've never won a fight. And the trouble is, like you say that, but in my mind, having a fight would be like um, a movie fight. Yeah. You'd be sort of stood like this and it'd be... And you'd sort of go... And then come back and then a little bit of blood dripping. You sort of, you, you wipe it off and you go, eh? 
like that. <laughs> and then you stand there and you wave them on. It's not like that at all, is it? It's more like Bridget Jones' diary when you, yeah. you, you know, you, 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 a little couple of kids. Yeah, as far whatever. back as possible. Exactly. Arms flapping like that. Yeah. So I, I have in my mind what a fight would be like, but I've never had one. So I don't know what it's like. And I don't no, want to I, know. I, I don't want to. I don't like pain. It hurts me. As Burt Reynolds uh, said in uh, yeah. a movie once. That's it. It's, I, I don't bleed well either. So. No, no, I don't like it. <laughs> Where am I? You're my guest. Where are the others? Me and the murderers. Traitors and thieves you call friends. You'll be relieved to hear I have no idea. You still want to kill me? That happens when you're being hunted by a creature in a mask. About the droid. He's a BB unit with a selenium drive and a thermal hyperscan vindicator. It's carrying a section of a navigational chart. And we have the rest. Recovered from the archives of the Empire, but we need the last piece. And somehow you convinced the droid to show it to you. You. The scavenger. You know I can take whatever I want. Awesome. Alright then. Well, um, if you fancy answering the questions yep. I fired over earlier, I will fire those at you now okay go on uh, then. right then so good news pal yeah hollywood have just been on the blower i thought they might they want to make a movie about you and your life of course they do and they want you to have complete creative control oh yes of all three parts <laughs> of the trilogy oh yes uh, it would be what, a trilogy. what they want to know is yeah first off is the film going to be fact fiction or a mixture of the two it's going to be a mixture of the two uh, it's going to have some dream sequences in it um because i've had a very full and flavorsome life it needs to be a trilogy because i've done so much in my life it's unbelievable so just my childhood would need to be like i'm gonna say two and a half hours each movie um so we'll have the childhood teen years the wild years and then (laughs) and then so there's nothing wild about it at all <laughs> and um and then obviously the 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 wilderness stroke coming home years right so that would be the th- three parts of the trilogy yeah uh they want to know what genre is it going to be musical it's going to be a musical <laughs> and i realize it's going to be like one of these what do they call them like jukebox musicals nice and it's going to be set to the music from australian soap opera stars so that's that's basically where we're going. I feel there's a niche there that hasn't been fully like drilled into yet. Well, to be fair, the cast and neighbors are briefly out of work, so they're all coming back now, apparently. But I mean, they could they can come and be part of it. I'm sure we can find a place in their casting. But you know, you've got Kylie, Jason, let's see, Craig McLaughlin, Stephen Dennis. Stephen Dennis. I mean, let's not Jesus. let's not forget Stephen Dennis. There's so much. There's such a rich vein of 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 musical glory there, really. Exactly. Yeah. All right, then, who's going to be playing you? Well, I mean, I'm thinking 
I'm going to play myself. I can de-age myself back to being like a six-year-old. Um, if they want a name, if my name's not big enough, then it's got to be Jack Black. I think has to ha- uh, has to do it. Um, so, so we're going to go. I'm thinking maybe me de-aged for the first two parts of the trilogy, and then the older me, like the me now, will bring a name in. We'll bring Jack Black in for the third part of the trilogy. Nice. Uh... Who's playing your love interest? Either your real life partner or one that's made up for the film? Well, I'm going to go for Kylie in the first part of the trilogy, Danny Minogue for the second part of the trilogy, and Holly Valance for the third part of the trilogy. <laughs> Not because they're perfect for the part, but I just think they look nice. I, I was watching the. <laughs> I love uh, that they're getting younger as well. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, I ain't stupid. <laughs> I got the. Uh, I was watching the Holly Valance kiss kiss video before we before we started recording. So um, I've got a mess to clean up when I go home. <laughs> but yes, that's that's what I'm thinking. But you know, a different one for each trilogy. Possibly could be playing the same person, but who knows? I don't know. Nice. Yeah, maybe it needs to be Holly Valance, Danny Minogue, and then Kylie. Yeah, that makes more sense. Probably safer just roll a dice. Just roll Safe a dice. And... <laughs> I'm just thinking, well, I'm just thinking I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to be, well, Jack Black doesn't want to be like a 50-year-old me with a young Holly Valance when it should be, be like Kylie. Be mine. I'm thinking just for <laughs> To the be integrity, fair, any one integrity. of them, yeah. you wouldn't complain, would you? You wouldn't be like, you wouldn't. Kylie's yeah. a bit old for me now, though. It's fucking yeah. Kylie. Just... Yeah. Or maybe you'll, Kylie you'll live with it, my, my friend. Kylie could be my <laughs> mum in the, in the, the first um, of the trilogy where I'm a kid. Could be my mum. That's, that's getting a bit weird. Going to lead to some upsetting <laughs> thoughts, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's getting weird. Let's not let's not go down that. <laughs> Must road. be how Prince Charles felt when Helen Mirren played his mother in a film. Like, yeah, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and who's directing the film? It's got. I'm going to direct it. I'm doing the full on sort of. I'm the full auteur, and I'm going to make sure that it's my vision. You're going full Michael Flatley, are you? I'm full <laughs> Michael Flatley. I mean, I don't think that. I think that is the perfect. The perfect person to sort of think of as as the as the <laughs> level. I'm going for the Michael Flatley level, yeah, without a doubt. All right, uh, who's doing the score and or soundtrack? A la like a Prince Batman soundtrack. Or... Well, the soundtrack is going to be all. It's going to be a like a Mamma Mia kind of thing. It's going to be greatest hits of all of us. So we're going to have the Kylie Jason songs. I think maybe even get um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Harold Bishop. We'll get Harold Bishop oh. to come back. <laughs> Ian Smith? Is that, was it Ian Smith? That, I think you're right. I think, it's I definitely think it was, Ian something. Yeah. I, think, I think Mr. Bishop should come and, and and maybe do like Lose Yourself, the Eminem song, and do his version of Lose Yourself. That sounded more like Brian Blessed. I don't know why I did that. But I think, yeah, I think like hit after hit, we're obviously going to have to try and get older Stock Aitken and Waterman because the majority of them were Stock Aitken and Waterman songs, weren't they, really? The, especially yeah. the Kylie and the Jason ones. And I think Stefan Dennis was probably... Are you going to have the Kylie-Jason wedding song? Well, that's the big question. Oh, yeah, Angry Anderson. Angry Anderson, that was it. When it was yeah. Angry Summit, I couldn't think of the... <laughs> yeah, Suddenly, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Sudden, yeah. I mean, that would be quite a nice little thing for like the wedding scene when I get married. In uh, in the second movie, which I'm sure all the love scenes, 
work nicely then as well. Oh, man, it'd be nice in the love scenes. I'm if you time something. it rightly, so suddenly plays at just the right moment. If we're going to go Australian, I'm kind of thinking like men at work for the love scenes. I mean, because that's that's kind of sort of sums it up, really. <laughs> down under. <laughs> Overkill and down under, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's a mistake. Is another one we could have. <laughs> Who could it be now? <laughs> yeah. There's so many men at oh work titles Lord. at work. So many that work well. Yeah, awesome. All right then. And on that note, what's the title of the film? Well, I think we could go sort of like full eighties, nineties rom com. So I think it should be called "Especially for You." Nice. See, because it'd be especially for you the viewer to listen and watch but then obviously because i think they did that like pretty woman was one wasn't it and um there was pretty in pink was that already a a song and then it was a movie but they've done that quite a lot with songs and then movies so i think i think do that it's going to be especially for you a three-part rip-roaring story of my life with with Kylie and Danny Minogue and Holly Valance yeah, and Holly, I mean, Christ. I mean, Natalie and Brulia's pissed off, man. I mean, look, <laughs> who's to say? Who's to say that I don't? Maybe I'm not saying I have in my life, but I just stray off the path somewhat. Or <laughs> before I get married, there was a there was my girlfriend. Who knows? I mean, Natalie and Brulia. I mean, I'm not. I'm, we'll give her a chance. See. If you open the door to too many, though, before you know it, Madge from Neighbours is in there as well. And I'm not going to say no to that either. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've been married nearly 30 years. Madge from Neighbours is fine. <laughs> Just at the moment, Mrs. Mangle, Mrs. Mangle would, would be fine as well. And the dog. Shut the dog in there as well. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yes. Anyway, let's move this, on. This leads nicely into plugs. <laughs> yes, I bet it does. I bet it does. Um, yeah, so obviously top 10 of anything still going strong. It is. It indeed, indeed it is. You've not yeah. run out of top tens yet. Not yet. No. You're not on top ten episodes of top ten of anything. <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because um, in April, I think it's April eighth. That's the tenth year of uh, me and Neil podcasting, and we. I was trying to think of something that we could do to. Because we were thinking about doing a live show. We've done live shows before, but it's so much hassle trying yeah. to organise it. And now that Neil's sort of waylaid there's no way we'd get it organized but i had an idea and i was totting up the amount of podcasts in those 10 years that we've done and we've probably done about 13 14 different podcasts so i was thinking i said to neil i did mention it to him before his accident um why don't we do a top 10 of 10 of our podcasts so we do little 10 minute 15 minute episodes of the old podcasts we used to do and get some of our old friends to come and join us and get some of our new friends maybe to come and join us and be guests and then release sort of like two or three specials where we've got little mini episodes of our old podcasts and just string them all together and do some um, special episodes as a celebration of doing 10 years. So that was sort of an this idea. Before the accident. This was before <laughs> the accident. Yeah, we were, what we were like, going to do. How do I get yeah. out of this? <laughs> yeah, we were gonna. Yeah, that might be that might be the reason. But we were gonna pick five each and then work on five each. And um, we had some great ones. We had one called Movie Fight Night, where we had two people uh, in a movie trivia. It was a little bit like um, what's the guys in America? I can't remember what they what they're called now. Um, Christian Harloff and and those guys. I don't know if you've ever seen no. those. No, um, that was sort of where I got the idea from. But basically 
you're in a fight with your opposition, uh, but it's movie trivia based. So you've got to get to 15 points to get the knockout. You've got jab questions, which are a point each. So you can be nice and safe with nice, easy jabs. Uh, or you can go for a hook, which I think was two points, or an uppercut, which was three points, or go for the haymaker, which is five points. So you get three hard questions, right? And boom, you've got the knockout. So yeah, it's, it's how you play against your opponent. It's the first one to get to 15 points. So we did um, we did that for a while. But you remember some of these some of these podcasts were monthly, some of yeah. them were weekly, some of them were just every so often we do them. So that was that's an idea that we've got for April is to so you saying that was a little bit of a joke, but there may actually be yeah. something like that coming up in the in the future. But it depends really on when Neil's back, um, sort of back at it really. Yeah. So we'll we'll have a look, but we'll we'll do something. We have to do something to uh, honor ten years because it's yeah, that's it. Ten years. Is, I mean, I think we've been doing stuff off and on for ten years, but I mean, it's been so sporadic. Yeah. Yeah, we it was when we first started. even trying to stick to monthly, we were just kind of like, has it been? It's been like three months. Should just chat one out. It's fine. Yeah, because it was and, very much me and my friend just being like, fancy getting together and talking some shit, and we'll just put it out as a podcast. Yeah, and I'm I'm terrible. I was back before I was everybody and their point. famous mate was doing a fucking podcast. Yeah, I mean, this that's the thing is like I I became obsessed. I would get an idea for a podcast, and within a day, I got the Twitter account set up. I got the you know the thumbnail sorted. I've got the theme sheet. Theme tunes, excuse me, sorted. I had it all sorted. And I just say to Neil, right, this is the next one we're going to do. Right, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it ended up where we would, I was doing it three nights a week, like in here recording. And then obviously you've got all of the, as you know, like all the promo and the yeah. editing and all of that kind of stuff you have to do as well. It becomes this all encompassing, engrossing thing. And in the end, it became it's just you, you just can't keep doing it. it it is you do it for fun don't you it's you just, do it for fun let's, let's face it nobody's making money off it unless no. you're like you know a, a name and you've got a bbc Land contract or something exactly sony exactly. signed you up to join them and you get work yeah yeah and then that, you've got to do all those ads clunkily yeah. in the middle yeah and but then the trouble, but you say that you know what else is interesting these little blue pills yeah <laughs> tell Blue me chef. more tell me more i've got kylie danny minogue and holly vance coming over later i know i need to just uh you just uh yeah drop me the link if you can i might need something like that yeah. but but no like i said last time it's just such a great idea for a show as well it's yeah i mean I've, i was looking at it today because we've got um top 10 kevin costner movies lined up um well when this comes out we'd have already done it but uh so th- i mean even if we did a season of actors and actresses you know what i mean we just concentrate on actors and actresses and their greatest movies there's so many different people yeah. that we can choose you know but there's 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 other ones i've got in in my mind that are a little bit more off the wall yeah so yeah there's there's it's never ending in it because it's anything we can talk about anything that's so. it yeah it's say when you like top 10 funguses or something <laughs> maybe maybe we're running low now <laughs> yeah yeah i think that might be the last one if we if we get to that <laughs> be that such might, a niche that, episode that, well that's the next one when you come on and join us we're going to do top 10 fungi <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> i'm just going to do a list of fun guys <laughs> uh, yeah well i don't mind it's however you interpret it isn't it that's the thing that's what i love that's what i love about it no i i, I do apologize every so often like you don't want on this yet because you know <laughs> But it always helps when you got that. We do get messages every so often with people or emails and that will say, oh, have you, what about this one? Would you think about doing this one? And there's some where you go, yeah, that's a bit 
too niche or is that that's a little bit sort of too much on the nose and there or we've already spoken a lot about those kind of yeah. things but there's some, some as well you're like you know that's a great idea and then you actually try and put a 10 together and you're like fuck i'm struggling after yeah. three yeah so but there are some that people come up and there's some really good ideas so so yeah we've got um there's a few that i'm sort of thinking about that we'll yeah we will tackle yeah no that's awesome and yeah um like i say pass on my best to neil as well we'll do absolutely uh, length some people will go to to get out a podcast and i <laughs> I know. He's, all you've got to do is, is, if he just goes to HR and asks for some time off, I'll give him some time off. He hasn't got to break his knee in two places and then break his toe on his other foot. There are other ways of doing it. Just I used fill to in work the form. with a guy who'd stick his leg out to try and get a forklift to hit him just so he right. could go home from work. It's, <laughs> it's not worth it. I'll find a new job. Exactly. If, if you're no, willing to mutilate yourself to get out of no work. Need. Yeah, there's no need for it. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like I'm I was going to say I'm, I'm his. I'm not his boss. We, we are sort of joint, but he's, all he's got to do is ask for time off. I mean, it's ridiculous. But there you go. You, you won't pay him or anything, and you know, fuck no. <laughs> a job will be there for him when he gets back, but it may not be I'm the sure. job he had when he left. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it. I mean, we've had laws for the last few weeks, and 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 no disrespect to Neil, but she's more nicer to look at than than, than Neil is. But. I mean, Neil, Neil, Neil's nice in a dress. He looks all right in a dress. I know. I can imagine. I'm I picture it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Don't worry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. He's got some nice legs there. Yeah. That's why he won't take holiday. Yeah. Like, you, you'll release them photos. <laughs> yeah. I'll be hearing from HR, not him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Awesome. I mean, I'll put all the links in the show notes and that. And That's very say, kind I'll, of you, mate. I'll retweet whenever I see him and that. So. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. But, awesome. Right. Well, we'll do our fake goodbye now. So, um. Okay. And then we'll carry on talking for a little bit. But okay. yeah, no, cheers for doing this. I really enjoyed it. Mate, I, I, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. It really and, is. And yeah, cheers for picking this film as well. It was quite interesting to go back and because I did part of me think I'm gonna go back and rewatch it and be like, shit, I might like it this time. <laughs> oh my god, that would never do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've built this whole thing on, you know, watching a yeah. film I don't like. But... Well, I, I'm I'm glad that I gave you that little bit of um, you know, magic again for a it's good as well. I mean, I've been like I say, I've been lucky in that every film that's been picked, I've either not seen it and then enjoyed it when I've watched it, or it's been a film that I like all like enough that i can like talk about it but it's, yeah. it's generally interesting to sort of like i say i'm not one that's going to come at it from a i hate this movie you suck yeah kind yeah, of yeah. thing i think it makes for interesting conversations to be able to go at it like that so yeah i really enjoyed it it's yeah been, excellent been, been a nice good. change of pace but wonderful awesome well take care and, and you may speak to you soon excellent awesome. thank you very much for having me no worries cheers for coming on bye bye Force Awakens. And why not? I'd like to thank Pav for joining me on the episode to talk about the film. 
Be sure to check out the Top 10 of Anything podcast wherever you get your podcasts or by checking the links in the show notes. At the time of recording, Star Wars The Force Awakens is available in the UK on DVD, Blu-ray, 3D, Blu-ray and 4K or as part of the sequel trilogy and Skywalker Saga box set on DVD and Blu-ray or you can stream it on Disney+. Plus. It's also available to purchase or rent digitally from Prime Video and YouTube. We put a shout out on the socials for your thoughts on and memories of seeing the film and we had a few replies. At Vanguard Comics said... Essentially a soft reboot. It was okay, but it was dragged down by the further films that followed it. John Ottaway on Instagram said, When I first saw it, I was trying desperately not to think it was a pure fan service and just a retelling of A New Hope. I loved that they'd gone back to practical effects and real outdoor locations and wanted to focus on that rather than the forced humour, which got so much worse in the next two films. I think that they wasted a reasonable setup by going Disney instead of Star Wars. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts on the film, you can get involved in the conversation wherever you see this episode on our social media channels. So if you aren't already, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, or why not join the And Why Not group over on Facebook. Not only are we kept up to date with all episodes are coming up and have the chance to contribute to them, but we also post our picks of three great movies to check out each week on Freeview TV. If you fancy joining us, just search And Why Not Pod on social media or check the links in the show notes. We've also set up a Slack channel for the podcast, so if you'd like to join us there, you can send us an email at hauntednerds at gmail.com and I'll send you the joining link. If you enjoyed this episode and be bothered to do so, please give the episode a share and tell your friends about it. And why not give the series a follow or subscribe over on Acast or wherever you listen to episodes. If you're feeling super generous, we'd be grateful of a rating if you have a second or two to spare. Or don't, we're just grateful that you spent the time listening to us. If you missed any And Why Not episodes so far, you can find them on our podcast channel over on Acast, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, or on our website at hauntednerds.com. In the meantime, we're back on Tuesday the 21st of March, where I'll be joined by Rob O'Connor as we discuss the 1995 big screen outing for the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But until then, this has been a Nerds Who Haunted Themselves production, and I've been Stuart Moraine. Thanks for listening, and remember... Force works. Feel that